Hello, and welcome back to Storytime with Tremaine. As always, I want to thank you for your continued support of the show. Remember to leave a review if you're listening through Apple on iPod, or excuse me, on podcast. Hit that heart if you're listening on SoundCloud or my website. Hit that heart if you're listening on Twitter as well. Subscribe to the show either way. I will make sure you get a shout out on the show. Now, I must apologize to a few listeners as I'm just now getting to your names. I didn't know how to figure out who liked a post on Twitter. I didn't know that. Now that I have figured it out, I have a few names that I would like to give a shout out to. Thank you to Brand Tiffin, Latrice, Jessica, Sherry, Angela, Dana, Patricia Mills, Raymond, High Rise, Quinn, Diane, and Dean for the likes on Twitter. And welcome to the show to Lucas, our new follower on SoundCloud. All right. And now what you have been waiting for. Back to the Subway Caper. It was a quiet ride home for those people on the train. There was no chatter, no children playing, no whispers, just quiet, and the sounds of the train on the rails. Had the train not been running, you would have been able to hear a gnat fart on a cotton ball. Meanwhile, back at my house, I was planning my next visit to the cheese cellar. I had to get in there and really investigate how someone or something was getting into that cheese cellar undetected. So, I decided I would go back after church tomorrow. No one is really paying attention on Sundays. There is a church, there is church and dinner, and then the kids are off to play outside as they please, while the grown-ups sit around and tell old stories of days past and what they did all week long. Sundays were so different back then. There wasn't a lot of stores open or our shops open. It was a day where most people rested to get ready for the all-dreaded Monday. I loved Sundays. You woke up to the sound of church bells, letting you know that Sunday school starts in an hour. All the neighbors went to the same church. They were in walking distance of the houses. There was a church in every community, small sizes, so the minister knew when you weren't at church. Church was always the one, the who's who of who was going to invite the minister to their house for dinner. We were regulars at church, which means we always got the best seat in the house. Sometimes, if we were running late, the usher would be sure to put a reserved sign on our seat. I'm not sure if it was because my father purchased the new steeple for the church or just because everyone in our community really liked us. Didn't make a difference to me. I was going to see my friends. This Sunday was quite different from the rest. I I didn't wake up to the sound of church bells. I must have slept right through them this time. Wake up, William. It's time to get ready for church. Did I sleep through the church bells? No, William. The bells didn't ring this Sunday. That was odd. The bells always rang. I wasn't the only one having this conversation this morning. The silence was deafening. On every Sunday, the sound of Cincinnati was church bells. I quickly got up, 
washed up and got dressed for church. I ran down the stairs and outside to look around. As people passed the house, I could hear them whispering about how they didn't hear the bells either. Something was wrong. Was this it? Was this the end of the world? We made our way to church among the mist of the whispers of wonder. Good morning, church, the minister retorted. Good morning, replied the congregation. I'm sure you are all wondering why you didn't hear any bells ringing this morning. Whispers began. The church began to stir with whispers and hushed tones. There is no need to worry. The bell that you normally hear in the morning has been uh, misplaced. Misplaced? What do you mean, misplaced? Mr. Fisherman shouted from the congregation. How do you misplace a two-ton bell? The whispers started to be become more of a ruckus. These, these are all very good questions, questions to which I can't answer right now. All I can tell you is that the bell is missing. The whisperings continued after Minister Neal informed the congregation that the bell was missing. I had a feeling that I knew what happened to the church bells in the city. The caper. It was too odd that cheese from my father's shop was missing, a piece of a subway train, and now church bells? It was decided at that point, no matter what happened, I had to get into that cellar and not be run out. After church let out, we went back to our house and had our normal Sunday dinner. Southern fried chicken, mashed potatoes, collard greens, cornbread, and sweet potato pie. We were fit to be tied. After dinner, I asked to be excused. It was time for me to go back down to that cellar. This time, I wasn't going to be run from whatever was down there. I was going to have to control, excuse, I was going to have to confront this mystery person or thing. When I got to the cellar door of the deli, I paused. I took a deep breath as I pulled the key out of my pocket. You can do this, I encouraged myself. I unlocked the door, turned on my flashlight, and slowly crept down the cellar stairs. It was dark down there and very quiet, so quiet I could hear my heart beating. The back I heard the sound of a drip coming from a pipe and hitting the floor. I proceeded to walk to the back of the cellar and then I heard the footsteps. I stopped moving. The footsteps stopped. I began to walk I began to walk again slowly and the footsteps started again. I began to move back toward the cellar door, walking backwards, keeping the flashlight in front of me, never turning to run. The footsteps began to come toward me at a rapid pace. I turned my flashlight off and ran toward the door, but instead of going up the steps, I ran around. I ran down another aisle of cheese and stopped perfectly quiet, holding my breath. <gasps> the steps ran right past me in the other aisle and up the stairs. I heard the door bust open and, the, and then slam shut. 
What was that? I thought. After holding one more minute, I turned the flashlight back on and proceeded swiftly to the back of the cellar. When I reached the back wall, I shined the light in both directions, left and right. I didn't see anything that looked like a door. Maybe the thing that was in here was trapped in here, and I had finally let it out. Some sort of animal. Just to be sure, I walked to the middle of the cellar, examining the back wall as I walked. Not paying attention to where I was stepping, I tripped over a little bump in the floor, and suddenly a door began to open. A secret door? Why would my father put one of these in here? I shined the light on the door. Looked okay. Well, I came all this way. I might as well check it out, I said to myself. I walked through the door. Once I was on the other side, the door suddenly slammed shut. I was trapped. I banged on the wall. Hey! Hey, let me out of here! It was no use. There was no one that would hear me. It was time to see where this tunnel led. Well, that uh, was quite interesting. I didn't expect that. Uh, looks like our friend William is trapped on the other side of the cellar. Other side of the cellar in a tunnel. And we don't know where it leads to. Which means we have to tune in again next week to hear where in the world is William. Keep listening, folks. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, we'll see you next week.